wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you So Kyle, what are you doing now? Uh, cooking. What I do, man? Where? Uh, not really good podcast talk, but I'm at a little restaurant called 268, and I don't know, we do some pretty neat <laughs> Like, we make everything. I make sausages all the time. I make a nice. mean, I can make a mean sausage now. Made nice. a, a heart and blood sausage uh, the other day. Pretty good. Very that, tasty. Cool. Heart and blood. Heart and this blood. is made out of heart and blood? Yeah, literally heart and blood. Round up heart with some blood in there. Yeah, it's pretty good. So do you like, <laughs> you like it? You like it? Yeah, it's fun. You know, I came to the city to, uh, I wanted to get out of the lake and kind of back to the city to, you know, kind of get back in the scene again and get to do some crazy stuff. And uh, Back you know, on the doing. scene. Kyle's back <laughs> on the scene. I like it. Oh, I'm just glad to talk to you guys. It's been a while, haven't it? I know. It's like we could do yeah. like, a lot of like real bad like catch-up talk that no one wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, no, could you no, imagine? This, could you imagine state of someone's life that they're listening to people they don't know catch up <laughs> with each other? Like, how lonely is that? <laughs> That's awesome. They're our friends too. Hey, if you're listening, yeah. you're our podcast friend too. Absolutely. Just don't call us or talk to us. No, <laughs> just leave us alone. No, it's good to be like talking to Kyle and not being mean because most of the time we talked, it was just like, like in our fantasy football like message board. It would just. Take, being pretty hard on him. So, so. Car- Carter, does it make you feel better that there's someone else to share the getting ripped on? <laughs> yes. Is that why you like you were hoping that it's, it would? It's nice to know it's a person on the other end, not just a punching bag. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like Jay- a hint to everyone else when we talk to you, Carter? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I'm just Jamie, kidding, Carter. I love you. Got you got a desk. You got a desk, Jamie. I did. I bought a standing desk so I can stand up. What? I can stand really? up and work at the same time. <laughs> and no, it's motorized really... so you can sit it's down motorized. if you want as well. Yeah. It has this little, it has it's this a good thing, paddle. Kyle. It's a good thing. Yep. Sitting down for like 10 hours a day is not good for you. It's true. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in it. You're lucky, Kyle. You have a job where you can stand up all the time. Us, and then you have, then you have a chef stroke. Don't yeah. chefs like die all the time from standing up? I don't know. I hope not. Like, that doesn't standing sound up right. is good, but if you have the that option to sit down right. every now and then, it's good. And I guess being a chef, you don't really have that Trevor, option. Trevor, I, I think you're confusing standing up with eating lots of bad food all the time. Oh, did I tell you I started putting butter in my coffee? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I tried that stuff. What? Why would you put butter in your coffee? Jamie, you got to know about this. If you have a static desk, you got to know about this crap. Yeah, that's a thing. Isn't some... Have we talked about this before? Didn't some guy on the internet tell you to do that? <laughs> no, not exactly. I feel like someone told me that some guy on the internet told everyone they should put butter in their coffee. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, popular. I, I, I remember seeing this or something about this too. But it uh, is legitimately you, awesome. <laughs> no joking. Like, no joke. I haven't taken a nap at school all year. Not that I would ever sleep in school but i really did a lot last year and the year before like probably four naps a week on my prep periods i bulletproof coffee that's what it's called i call it superpower coffee that's what i when i talk to lisa i just hey do you want some superpower coffee she's like no that stuff's disgusting i'm like well i'm making you one 
But like literally, a little bit of butter and a little bit of coconut oil. Amazing. Like literally. What does it do? Don't get tired. Does it just take What's off that? the edge? Like does it just take off the No, it just gives edge? <laughs> You know, it just gives you so much energy. Like Huh. Like, I can't, ex- I am way more, per- the only thing I can compare it to is when I was on steroids after my surgery and I was super mad. Like, I was literally more productive than I've ever been in my life when I was on, like, medical steroids. Like, it was the best. And this is, like, a close second place. Like, so much energy, so awake, and, like, no, like, crashing in the afternoon. Like, none of that. Just none. And I wake up at, like, 5 in the morning and I have it by, you know, 6 o'clock and I'm out the door and I am... Good. And the one day I didn't have it was the only day I took a nap at school all year. I could not make it through the day. I was dying. Like, die. I was like, you know what? I don't want to have coffee every day. I'm going to try not having some coffee today. And it was the worst decision of my life. Legitimately, like, it took about a week of not, like, for a while you just want to puke. Because it's like butter and oil in coffee, right? And you're like, ugh. And it's your stomach's kind of like, what are you doing? And you get queasy. But I swear, after about a week, like, amazing. Amazing. Thought it was stupid. Tried it. Stuck with it. And, like, love it. Love it. I've already got two coffee cups out on the counter with a little bit of butter and a little bit of coconut oil in it ready for tomorrow morning. Like, ready to go. <laughs> Throw an egg in there, a potato, slice of toast, good to go. <laughs> yeah. Pull, pull a Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Punch a couple cows. <laughs> why? Why not just have a piece of toast with butter on it? Like, what is the coffee? Does it get better with the butter, like for you, or does it get, how? I think it's just the kind of fat because it's like you use like um, what you call it? like you know like organic butter, like, and it's the good fat. It's grass fed organic. Happy butter. I yeah, feel like so- this is the antithesis of your entire being, Trevor. <laughs> like organic grass fed. Yeah, and then and then anymore. and like, like virgin butter. It's like how do you feed butter? Well, in Canada, they just give them corn until they die, and then you cook them up and make burgers. <laughs> so it's it's like it's, I think it's the kind of fat with the caffeine. It makes the caffeine last a lot longer. I think it's a good fat as opposed to a bad fat, apparently, and it, and, it, and apparently it just sustains. It's like a sustained high almost. Like I would legitimately describe it as almost like a high. Like it's. It might, it might be entirely placebo effect. Uh, but the one day, like, I used to be tired all the time. And the, I, the one day I uh, didn't have it, I wanted to die. Like, it was just not a happy day. It might be, too, because my sinus surgery is really kind of, I'm done with it. You know, it's been about three months out now, and that's pretty much, you know, 90% healed, I'd say. So that might be why I'm having more energy, too, now. But, Yeah. Uh, anyway, I know it sounds stupid and not like something I would do, but legit. And it was not easy finding coconut oil and grass-fed organic butter in Kuwait, let me tell you. No, no. The coconut oh. oil is a hard find? Uh, Yeah, like the raw, like, the raw stuff. It comes in a jar and it's like snow kind of, right? Like it's like... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've never it's seen hard, coconut oil. Yeah, yeah. It's like lard almost. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it worked. It's, it's, it's legit awesome. I highly recommend it. I might have a quadruple bypass surgery in a few weeks, but... 
We'll see. I should probably get a cholesterol test. Yeah. What's what's the best way to learn how to cook if you want to learn how to cook? Oh man, do you know how to cook at all? Are you like trying to be a better I'm trying. Cook? I'm trying to learn a little bit. I feel like uh I feel like when learning how to cook, you just feel like you suck at everything all the time. There's so I, much failure. Yeah, it's endless failure. I <laughs> think Like how do you fail at cooking? Like what are you doing wrong? Like I what what constitutes a fail? Like something things, inedible? Things um, stick or things collapse? Yeah. Just things not looking the way they should or tasting the way they should or like overcooking everything. I don't know. Because you're scared like of like undercooking. confluence of everything. Okay, well, my, my first advice is get like one of those digital instant read thermometers. I bought one of those. I bought one of those Thermapen ones that are amazing. Yeah. And like just, you know, if, if undercook things because it's going to cook a little bit more when you pull it out of the oven. That's like the first advice, you know? Like, and if, then if, like... Once it's cooked and you're putting it on the plate, how do you make it so that it doesn't look like ass? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you What are you wow. cooking? Give us an example. Um, <clears throat> like stir fries. I feel like my stir fry just looks like a pile of crap all the time. That, well, every, oh, every okay. looks like, that's what a stir fry is. That's like pile of crap. That's what the stir that's fry true, really is. True, but I mean, when I go to restaurants, sometimes it comes out looking good, and I'm like, that looks delicious. Whereas mine is sometimes delicious, but generally looks terrible. I think you're like the only reason this is probably going to look better is because it's just being cooked really quick, so nothing kind of like, gets a chance to get like soggy and limp, you know? Yeah. Stir fry. I, I don't. I can't remember last time I had like a stir fry at home, and if I have, I haven't been concerned with the way it looked, you know? When I cook for myself at home, it's not about things looking good. It's just as long as it's you know tasty, you know. What are what are like the staples? Like what are the things that when you're first learning to cook, you should learn? Okay, well, make a good soup. You know, that's. Be able to make, like, one really good soup. Like, any kind of regular, like, chicken soup or a pea soup or a tomato soup or whatever. Corn soup. Pick one. Find a couple recipes. And, like, just, you know, just get amazing it. at it? Yeah, basically. Because if you can do one thing good, you can do something else good. That's the thought process, I guess. Cooking, is, it's like, be like, hey, how can I, like, draw better? It's like, I don't know, draw more. <laughs> yes. It's... There's no, like, secret. How much of it is tools? How much of it is the tools? Like, nothing. Okay. Like, you need so Really? You need okay. so I thought, little. like, better pans and stuff were better. Well, like, I guess. Get, like, one nonstick pan, one, like, stainless steel pan, and have a knife that isn't terrible, and you're going to be okay. And, like, don't be afraid of the, the stainless steel pan. Stuff doesn't stick in a pan if you get it hot first. Get your pan hot, then put your oil in it, wait till that gets really hot, then put your food in it, and nothing will stick, ever. Huh. Same with non same with non stick pans. You get a non stick pan that's getting old. Just let the pan get like really hot first, and then add your whatever oil you're cooking with. And then once that's like really hot, like Ripley or kind of like starting to just barely smoke, then start your food, and nothing's gonna stick. I uh, interesting. I bought Kyle. You should have your own podcast, man. Like I listen like, to this cooking <laughs> like with a Kyle. cooking po- cooking with Kyle. Frick, that'd be good. Yeah, Carter, I'm, can I'm, you I'm, can you like found that? Can you, can you make it happen? <laughs> Sure. I'm sure. St- I've like really stepped up my like pickling game this year. Like, I, uh, nice. Does, does Back Marge, to your like, roots. Pickle everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's Marge's I'll birthday. Be- oh, really? Oh, happy yeah. birthday to Marge. Happy birthday, Marge. Happy birthday. I'm glad I don't have any Tupperware of hers anymore. 
that was like weighing <laughs> off my head for a while. Oh God! So I'd rather have like a. I'd rather have like trouble with the mafia, like or like the black spot from pirates, rather than have Marge's Tupperware and like she wanting it back and me not giving it back. I only had it for like four days too. She's like, "Oh, just take this Tupperware with you." I'm like, "Oh, really? Cool." She's like, "Yeah, just bring it back whenever." Four days later, it's like with my Tupperware. <laughs> she calls more than the bill collector. Are you planning on keeping that? Oh, well, there's a game I like to play every time Kyle's on the podcast. It's called, is it from Kyle's menu or Guy Fieri's menu? So I'm going to read out a menu item from either Kyle's restaurant or Guy Fieri's restaurant. How did that uh, work? Because uh, you told us, Kyle. <laughs> oh, you did. Or did you, okay. you, like, in between yes. Kyle telling us, you, like, Googled Kyle and got his Kyle's, his Carter's <laughs> made a whole game. <laughs> and I'm seeing his name on the, re- on the menu here, so I know it's his. Oh, damn. So, <laughs> so, Jamie and Trevor, this one's for you. All right. Surf and turf with a and so it's not an so it's a little funky roasted octopus new potatoes sausage tomato and chicory is that a Kyle menu or a Guy Fieri menu item I feel like that's a Guy Fieri because Guy Fieri get octopus in Ottawa that's that's a Kyle menu wow Kyle where do you get octopus in Ottawa Uh, it's from Morocco believe it or not huh right yeah, Morocopus. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, got another That's one. a good name for a band. That is good. Morocopus. Morocopus. Playing like jazz funk fusion or something. But some rock in there too. Morocopus. Oh, it's good. So anyway, the next yep. item is the tatted up turkey burger. No, oh, that's a guy feeling. <laughs> Wait, I have to read the description. It's the name. It's done. Smash grilled with poblanos oh, and pepper jack. Too many exciting Gouda, words. Smash. Ancho bacon, sweet pepper red onion jam, eye top, donkey sauce, donkey and served sauce. on an awesome donkey pretzel sauce. bun. What, what's donkey sauce? Remember it's the donkey roasted sauce. roasted garlic. <laughs> Kyle, you can't yeah. give it away by asking what an ingredient is. Yeah. <laughs> God. As if anyone had that in their mind, like, that could possibly be, like, me. Like, yeah, tatted up turkey burger. Sounds like Donkey sauce. Well, this is a new restaurant. You know, maybe it's a new Kyle. It's, it's a little... Kyle, he's back on the scene, I guess. True. Apparently, guess. Carter's been swearing all the time, so people can change. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, he's a rebel in, in fantasy this year. Swearing and his team name is inappropriate. <laughs> Carter, if, if your mom is listening, <laughs> I think she should have a stern talkie to you. You're a rebel this year, Carter. Team dog poop. That's my team. Yeah, name. that's not quite okay. it. So here, here's another menu item. The Parmageddon wings <laughs> are breaded chicken parmesan wings and apocalyptic marinara. They might, not, <laughs> they might not end the world, but they'll end your hunger. So is that a Kyle menu item or a... Uh, Kyle, if that oh was gosh, your God. item, I wouldn't be your friend. <laughs> I'd probably have more friends with an item like that. Yeah, <laughs> but they wouldn't be cool friends like podcast friends. <laughs> okay, one more. Ballpark logos. House-made hot dogs. Harassa ketchup. Yellow mustard. Bread and butter pickles. This is, Ky- this is Kyle. This is Kyle. This is Kyle. That's actually a typo. It should say Pogo. I don't know why. Oh, Bob. Okay. <laughs> Hypo. No good. Yeah, man. We actually make hot dogs. You know how hard it is to make a hot dog? Yeah, sounds tough. It's actually insane, like, how much work goes into making a hot dog. 
it takes because what do you wrap it with like because it's different than a sausage wrapping right uh, casing it's they're not like actually uh intestine they're they're made casings that's what makes them straight because okay. every sausage okay. that's why sausage are curved because intestines are curved oh so yeah okay. like they're made from collagen but they're just super annoying to get like that hot dog texture it takes yeah. it takes three days to make a batch of hot dogs it's insane God. what yeah what Literally. goes into your hot dog, Kyle? Like, what kind of meat is inside of it? Uh, it's pork shoulder and pork belly. And then you, you grind it once, like coarse, and then you season it, let it sit overnight. And then the next day, you, like, get it uh, just about frozen, and you fine grind it. And then you, like, get it really cold again, just about frozen, and you fine grind it again. Then you get it just about frozen, and you, like, process it in the food processor to get it to, like, meat paste. And then you pump it, and then you smoke it, and then you... Like uh, slow bake it just to finish them. It's insane. It takes like probably ten or eleven hours of work to make a batch, make of, like a forty-pound batch of hot dogs. Hot dogs. And yeah. It doesn't. How do you get the authentic pig rectum taste that you do with the Schneiders? <laughs> <laughs> all the lips and assholes that you grind in there. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, man. That sounds intense. That's that's good stuff there. Kyle, I bought. Oh, what's up? You can put anything in a hot dog, and you're never going to know it's in there eventually because it all gets so ground up and pureed. Like, it's, it disappears. You can, like, you can hide anything in there if you really wanted to. <laughs> like a ex-wife? <laughs> That's how you're making it sound like yeah. and, Go to 268 yeah. in Ottawa. Where you get ground up. 268 Preston Street. Where 268 was, like, like the... the the ex, the ex, the just the, the departed wife's address or something. Um, oh, Kyle, I bought a cast iron pan and I am killing it. Oh yeah, like, I, I'm cool. ruling the world with this pad. Did you did you season it first? Uh, it was what it was like a Le Creuset enameled one, so it's not oh, like raw cast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's That's amazing. Man. It's amazing. I make steak three nights a week now, and it's the best steak. Ever. Hey, expense isn't an issue here. Trevor's come into some money thanks to the Sultan. You make steak yeah. three nights a week. Okay, probably two, but they're the best. Jamie, <laughs> they're the best. You love steak, right, Jamie? I do, I do. Here's, here's how you make the best steak ever. Heat the pan so hot and then turn off your smoke alarms and give her hell. Like, just go for it. You will think you're burning the steak. You will think you're going to burn your house down. But my God, does it, it's so good. If, do you have a gas stove? I don't, but I've been having better success making steak in the stainless steel than I, than I was in my cast iron. Okay, what are you I using on it? What do you, what do you, how do you do your steak? How do you prepare it? Oh, the same way. Well, I mean, I, I like dry brine it or whatever. Um, like I just salt the <laughs> it and then put it in the fridge overnight. Um, but no, I've just had, I've had better success doing it in the, in the, Stainless steel. I think because I can control the temperature a little bit better. I don't know. That's probably there's bullshit. only one Kyle. temperature, which is as Kyle, hot as things. Yeah. We have an expert on the line. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Yeah. Am I kind of? This is what I do. I take like I have saute oil from like yeah. some hippie place, like William Sonoma, right? It's like just really high temperature oil, covered in the oil, like you know, nice coating of oil, and then salt and pepper, and let it get up to room temperature. Like leave it out for about an hour and a half, two hours, and then just. Super hot, four minutes on each side, and 
amazing. Like, yeah, as hot, literally. as hot as your pan can get, basically. Like, yeah. That's all you need. You only get one chance of getting really good color. If you don't get it right away, it, you're never going to get it. It's kind of gets that gray. And I would yeah, say okay. if you've got a thin steak, though, if your steak's thin, don't let it come to room temperature. Otherwise, you're, you're going to lose. It'll, it'll be too hard to keep it uh, like mid-rare or rare or whatever yeah. you want it. Okay. Do you yeah, do the dry brine thing, Kyle? Pardon? Do you do the dry brine thing where you cover it in salt? Like, like really cover it in salt and it just like suck it, like all the liquid leaves the steak? I, it's, if you want to, like go right ahead. Like just dry it out. Just leave it in the fridge uncovered with some salt. It would, you, it would help you get some color for sure. Yeah, yeah it does. Because like, yeah, the drier the steak, yeah, the better color you're gonna get for sure. I try that, Trevor. As long as it's dry, just pat it on with t paper towels, really, and you're fine. That's... I think you're making it harder on yourself, though, Jamie. I think you're overthinking. No, this. you should you should try this. You should try this thing. It's uh. It's it's interesting. Like if you cover the salt and steak and just leave it on the counter in like 20, 20 minutes, there's just going to be liquid all over the plate. Just like sucks it all out. And so then you wash. You like wanna, you don't. Why do you want to suck want, the liquid out of your steak? Because it makes it more tender, right? Hmm. Kyle, expert know. opinion. <laughs> well, like I think I don't know if it's going to make it any more tender, but it's going to uh, help out in that. Like you're going to pull salt into it just through like straight osmosis right that's all yeah. that is it's gonna pull some liquid out so you're gonna get like a slightly denser steak which is uh a desirable trait rather than like that kind of like really stringy like chewy like if you dry yeah. it out it's gonna be a better bite that's but, like, what that's know. what expensive like restaurants do right they like no like, the steak is like in a dry like environment for 30 yeah. days or something yeah like a really good steak guys yeah they're not gonna salt it like that or anything but they'll just hang a whole cut in the fridge for like an extra 30 days or something to help dry it out. And then yeah. they just cut out the outside like gross bit and the inside is a little more dense. But I think in that hanging period too, there's like some weird microbial action that breaks down some of the collagen as well though. Huh. That's, you're not going to get that I've, at home. I've made some of the craziest steaks I've ever had. Like, and This is better than like barbecue? Like this friend pie? Oh, this it, destroys like, the a barbecue. Barbecue really? Kiss. Barbecue could kiss my ass. But don't, at like fancy steak places... Does it basically have like a grilled barbecue where they, or is it always in the pan? I thought no, barbecue. I barbecues a suck. A steak place is going to do it on a grill just because it's easier to do tons of them. You know, you have to yeah, put, yeah. get a pan going every single time. It's insane. But a pan steak is better than a uh, a grilled steak in my opinion because really? you get so much oh. color. And then you get the opportunity to like to glaze your pan and get all that like burnt bit off the bottom and a nice little sauce. It's the best way to cook a steak at home for sure. I'd rather have a steak in a pan at home than than on a grill. Just so much smoke and so much heat, right? That's kind of what happens. Yeah. Like, I thought I was going to burn down my house the first couple times, but then you get used to it. I couldn't breathe. Like, Lisa can't be in the apartment when I'm cooking a steak. Like, it's a breathing. doing that two or three times a week. Yeah, my house smells like a steakhouse. People walk in, they're like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, I, uh, I, I have a pan, and it's taken over my life. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in love with this pan. <laughs> I am. I've never been so in love with any piece of kitchen kitchen stuff ever. You know, since the coffee press, that's that was my last life changer. Like a you French know. press? Yeah, like 15 years ago. That's the only thing I could compare it to. I'm going to Romania. What are you doing in Romania? 
I don't know. Well, since since Brent's been suspended for three weeks, this is week one, and then Trevor's going to Romania for the next two weeks. So, yeah, we're going to be off for two weeks. Yeah, isn't, like, I don't even know how I ended up going to Romania. But oh, that's Sultan's paying for it. Well, that's true. I won. Do you guys hear I won a bunch of money? <laughs> Do you no, guys hear you that? Been... I won, like, four grand. Doing what? From, like, a grocery store in a draw that I didn't even enter. <laughs> That's you use your you use your point card, and they just called me, and said you won a thousand dinar, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, get lost. And then they called again, and then they called again, and then I was like, okay, if this is real, I'm showing up at your office, and they're like, well, we, I showed up, and they're like, we don't have the money. I'm like, oh, it's a scam. But like, come tomorrow, you'll get it. And they just, I went there, and they straight up handed me a thousand dinar, which is like four grand, cash. I'm, yeah, straight cash. Like here you go. Here's your wad of money. And, like, they took, like, I, we were on their website and stuff. So, yeah, we had a good, good September. Just <laughs> one, one four grand randomly, which is cool. But half of that has to go to taxes, right? Yeah, of course, because there's taxes <laughs> in this country. But, so then we, uh, we had a halt. There was a four-day holiday for this Eid. It's kind of like a big deal. Eid is a big deal. And then the government decided to give it a nine-day holiday instead. Oh, nice. So they just decided that, no, nope, four days isn't enough holidays. So we're giving you nine. So now I had nine days and some money and like, where are we going next week? Let's go. And we looked and crazy places are crazy expensive. Um, it was either the Maldives or Romania. And I was like, nah, I don't really want to go sit on an island because I hate water and it terrifies me. And I would literally be on an island in the middle of the Indian Ocean from like, you know, a three hour plane ride from land in any direction. So that's kind of terrifying to me. I don't think I can handle that. See, I like that. I like being like on the water and near the water. And no, you're you're in the middle of the ocean by yourself forever. Like that's cool. I get scared. I get scared thinking about it. Like the the closest life is hundreds of miles away. Oh, but Romania, man! I think that's a good pick. I I, I think that's awesome. I don't know. I'm going to. Are tra- you going to go? Uh, that's my next question. Are you going to Transylvania? Absolutely. We're spending most of our time in Transylvania. Sweet. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, and so I think we're going to do a little bit of Bulgaria as well, but we're flying into um, Bucharest, and we're okay. just going to go up into the mountains, up into Transylvania, and kind of make our headquarters there for a while. Sweet. See what the hell happens. Maybe my last name is Belmont. Maybe I didn't know it. <laughs> if anyone gets that reference besides Carter, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> You're a loser. What is it, like a Twilight reference or something? No, oh, Castlevania, man. Trevor Simon Belmont. Belmont. Oh, oh yeah. There's a Trevor Belmont, too. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. What's that? What Castlevania is that? Uh, two or three, I think. Oh, Simon is two because it's Simon's Quest. Yeah, and then there's one. There's a Trevor Belmont. Look it up. It's real. I thought it was so cool. He's the main protagonist of Castlevania 3, Dragon's Curse, Dracula's Curse. Interesting. There you go. So, yeah, that's last, last uh, NES Castlevania. Sweet, yeah, Trevor I, Belmont. Yeah, so maybe I'll find some old family roots. <laughs> Gonna go up into the old Carpathian Mountains, where my people are from. You know, so it's good. It's all good. It's so good because I'm like part Cossack, right? You know, like most Kyle, you've got to be part Cossack too, probably somewhere down the line. I'm, I'm some Polak and some Ukrainian to me somewhere. We're yeah, from Manitoba, but we're all 
Yeah, so there's got to be some Carpathian in you, too. And we were reading this story about these people that hunt men. It's called The Most Dangerous Game. And it's like, it's legitimately the best story ever. It was written in like the 1920s and everything's ripped it off ever. But yeah, that's what, the that's what influenced on, right? the Zodiac Killer. He saw the movie and then he started killing people. But so this, this like, the part of it, like he welcomes the eye. He's like, yes, I hunt people. You know, I'm, I'm a Cossack and my bodyguard is a Cossack too. And like the kids are like, what are Cossacks? I'm like, oh, they used to come down to the mountains and like, you know, kill people and then go back into the mountains and take everything they had. And they're like, oh. I'm like, yeah, I'm part Cossack. They're like, no, missed them. I'm like, mm, yeah, <laughs> don't mess with me. And they're so scared of me for like three days, like three days of like fear. Like it was awesome. Because like 400 years ago, my people probably looted some villages. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, it was good times. Good times. But yeah, Romania, you know. Dracula. I don't know. Was there anything? What do you even do in Romania? I don't even know. I don't know. It was an amazing race. It was sweet. It was one of my best places they've been. I think. Just you know, there's a lot of nice castles, a lot of nice scenery. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather be like. On the beach, man, like in the jungle than in the mountains of Romania. Oh, in the jungle would be cool. That's different. But like Maldives is just an island. Like it's like a little sandy island that barely is do, an island. Do people do camping in Kuwait? Is that a thing? Desert camping. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's neat. It's it's different. Yeah. Have you you've cool. gone desert camping? Yeah. Yeah. Like the first month I was here, I went camping in the desert. It's... You gotta watch out for like scorpions and stuff. But. See, I just I, I equate camping with like the beach sort of thing though, so that'd be weird. No, it's like you're on the moon basically. When you're out yeah. in the middle of the desert at night, like it's it's something to like. It's pretty amazing, man. Like it's you it's can't a drink wild though, can you? No, that's weird. I might be I... brewing some malt based beverage right now. 20 liters of it but is that like hyper illegal no actually it's actually it is legal to make and consume in your own premises oh okay so there you go i can't leave the premises with under the influence of it but i am not breaking any laws well that's good because that'd be unfortunate yeah i got kicked out of the country for making beer i didn't say i was making beer <laughs> Sorry, malt, sorry, malt a malt-based beverage. Based beverage. Sorry, Trevor man. probably hasn't listened to the newest episode, but yeah, he, he talks about that, and then it goes right into this old Prohibition song from the 1930s that just sounds like exactly what Trevor's doing in Corruption about... Copperhead Road! <laughs> no, we've already had Copperhead Road as a uh, outro song, so I, I couldn't reuse it. So uh, I, I went with this anti-Prohibition blues song, and it just sounds like... Like the whole darn country doesn't get it. They all the people making laws go get drunk too. <laughs> um, <laughs> prohibitions killed more men than uh, God, who who the North General is. God, whoa, like in the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Because people just turn to the dope rather uh, than the bottle. Morphine. <laughs> that's it. That's no. That's exactly dope and morphine. Are you familiar with the song? No, but. I- Familiar. Okay. I'm familiar with prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's back. It's back in Kuwait. You thought you you thought your great great grandparents escaped prohibition, and you'd never have to deal with it. Three ninety nine for all you can eat. While I was stuck 
get beat, we're gonna walk inside And guess what's up? Put the food on my plate and some coke in my cup Give me some chicken, fake survives Living past me and let us up a passage by So keep shoveling ah. onto my plate Give me some sweet set of hot cake Give me some hot macaroni and cheese Give me some awful please Give me some bologna, salami and ham Toast with butter and strawberry jam I love it wasn't the food, it's cold or hot 